This is Hans Scheil from the Finishing Well podcast. On Finishing Well, we help you make godly choices about Medicare, long-term care, and your money. Your chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just seconds. Enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening and choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. You may be the chosen seed of Abraham. You may be the people of the covenants, but that will not bring you my salvation. If you cannot accept that you are spiritually poor and captive in the same way that a Gentile woman and a Syrian leper recognize their need, if you do not realize that you need a year of the Lord's favor, and I cannot save you. Little GTO, you really look in my eyes. Three deuces and a four speed, and a 389. Welcome to the Christian Car Guy Radio Show. I say this calls for action, and now. God is in this door. is in the details today on the Christian Car Guy Show. How fun. We are actually live today from the Carolina Classic Fair, and I've got my good friend Bob Young. <laughs> Great to be here, brother. My life is full of history from this place from the time I was born um, to, That's right. to more recent years, too. Your uh, dad was in the agricultural extension, right? Yes, sir, and uh, we were here for cattle shows, uh, uh, all kinds of displays. He used to do the uh, exhibits in the exhibit hall, and he would put a little extra into it, and uh, and actually won several years uh, because yeah, so he put a little motion in it. You know, we're going to talk about that here shortly because God is in the details, and there were details to those details exhibits, to the exhibits and that particular show. But if you're in Seattle this morning, or you're in New York City, wherever you may be. You know, we just want to let you know, yes, we do have a fair in North Carolina. <laughs> and one of them here is actually in Winston-Salem. It's the Carolina Classic Fair. The, the main state fair is in Raleigh, but they do this one, which is huge, every year. It's more of a district thing. Yeah. Uh, the, they have the county fairs out in the area, and then the winners at the county fairs come to this district. You know, it's more of a district competition in the agriculture and uh uh-huh. And so where this this is like you're 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 on the home stretch if you're here. Oh yeah. But today I am fresh off of a car show. You know, this is sort of a county show. But last week I was at Sweetwater Baptist Church, just an amazing experience. It really is. God shows up at that particular car show and just you know, it's really cool to see how much Jesus loves cars, Bob. I'm just telling you. <laughs> and he loves the people. He loves the people that love cars even more. And, and it's just fun to watch a church get behind that. And, and and it's fun to see, you know, they always 
actually have me come and, and share the gospel during the car show. That's always fun. There's actually a car show out at my church today, Oak Forest in Midway, North Carolina. And they have, and I think this is pure genius, they have a barbecue contest during the car show itself. So everybody gets free barbecue, everybody that comes, you know, know, whether you're a spectator, you got a car or whatever. So one of the big draws is that they they have this barbecue contest, so you got all this barbecue to go along with these cars. Free food works for me. Oh, it is. If you're listening to our intro, you might be going, why did Jesus show up at the very beginning of the Christian Car Guy show? Well, hopefully he's throughout the whole show. But if you've watched the Chosen series, what you heard there was a little excerpt from actually the third show in the third season, which I found interesting. And it was the scene where Jesus was actually in Nazareth. And he was in Nazareth among his own homeboys, so to speak, right? He was at the county fair. He, he was, <laughs> <laughs> he was, I yeah, mean, it was, there you go. Uh, he, he was there for the feast and they asked him to read from the prophet Isaiah and then they got all fired up at him. And you may know the story. They actually tried to stone him. But what I thought was so compelling when I watched that episode of The Chosen and the thing that, that, that really God had been, I guess, flooding my mind with because I got a chance to share the gospel at that car show was did you hear, if you don't know that you need to be saved, right? If these people thought they were the seed of Abraham, they thought they were the chosen of, you know, they thought that because of who they were, that they had a free pass, right? Their ticket was punched, huh, they thought. Right, so they thought. And so what Jesus was so, and if you watch the the show or you could hear the compassion it was, it was breaking his heart that if you don't understand that you have a need to be saved you, I can't save you right and so as I was driving thinking about what I would share at the car show God gave me this kind of vision it, it, it really was as I was driving to Atlanta this vision of this person drowning and they're just flash, flashing around right with their, their arms are swaying and, and I don't know if you thought about it but you you can't save a drowning person that hasn't decided they need to be saved. They're still trying to save themselves, right? And so I guess lifeguards are taught to, to punch them in the head or something to, so that they will realize they need saving. Well, there you go. That, that, that What Jesus was trying to do for those people that day in Nazareth, the same thing he's been trying to do for me every day is to tell me, Robbie, you, you need more salvation. I, I, I love a podcast that... Um, John Eldridge did here recently, he talked about that he was on the sabbatical and he kept praying for the rest of his salvation. Yes, we're going to heaven, but if Jesus just left us in the condition we were in to go to heaven and we didn't work on all that other stuff, like, you know, the guy that cut me off in traffic three days ago and here I was, the Christian car guy, ready to, you know, pop my lid. Like, I need saving there. I need, there's a lot of places that I need the Lord's favor, right? And, and there's a lot of areas that I'm still flopping around and I'm still thrashing my arms Bob but I can't get I can't get any saving if if we don't get that when you told me the gist of the show this morning one being at the fair really rang my bell and I was a lifeguard from the time I was 14 oh were you and uh I've saved several people through the years and uh but you're right until somebody you know a lot of times, uh, pool rescues are pretty simple because the side is close by, but lake and ocean rescues are much more dangerous because, you know, the people are so desperate. You're, you're their way to get up, 
but for them to go up, <laughs> you've got to go down, you know. And and somebody in that frame of mind is desperate, full of strength, adrenaline, and everything. And uh, you know, you're taught one of the first things you're taught is to be careful and on your approach because it, you got to obtain control uh, or you're lost. Right, uh, they're going to drown you. And the, and the, you know, the really interesting thing I found, and, and as I was studying this idea, God took me, um, you know, to that famous place, be still and know that I'm God. And I think it's Psalm 46. That, that word be still means to let go. Okay. <laughs> In other words, you got to let control go and give it to the Savior, not yourself. In other words, how are you going to do this if, if he doesn't, take control, right? I, you, you know, Jesus take the wheel. I, I, I'm obviously driving this thing into the ditch. And, and so it's interesting to me that you both have the issue of salvation like a lot of people out there slashing around in their life. But man, we, you know, those of us that are, think we're the chosen seed of Abraham and all that other, we still need just a whole lot of, you know, sight. We need a whole lot of, you know, all those things that Jesus talked about in that particular picture. It's the biggest problem in my faith walk is surrender. Uh, I I say it, I talk it, but I have trouble letting things go uh, and turning things over to the one that can handle it all. There was a time in my life when I had no choice but to surrender because it was real easy to see that no man could figure out what needed to happen day by day in my life right after the fire. But God knew what needed to happen. And that was the time that I I knew I had no control of what was happening in my life. Uh, And I needed to shut up, stand back, and and let him lead the way. And it was some of the best time of my life. And some of my closest walk with God was right during that period of time. But as things get back into control and get back into order, well... I might be doing some of this, and I might need to turn the knobs, and I might need to push the levers and everything, and and we try to take that control back, and that's when things start to go downhill for me. And so you might be asking yourself, like, why did Robbie call this show God is in the Details? Right? Why? What did this have to do with little GTO? And, And let me see if I can begin to put the package together as you begin to think about your own story of when you needed saving, however that looked, and call us by all means. This is a live show. We would love to hear you. 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. Because interestingly, details is not necessarily a Bible word. So we're going to get to the synonyms for that that might help you see how this might come together for you. As we've seen so many details in these car shows, we're going to share those as well. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. If you do not realize that you need a year of the Lord's favor, then I cannot save you. Little GTO, you're really looking in the details today at 
and Christian Car Guy show is live from the Carolina Classic Fair with my good friend Bob. And when we left the first segment there, I was talking about making the connection between how is God in the being in the details and this idea of in order to be saved, you got to <laughs> quit thrashing in the water. That I was such a cool thing that God gave me. Um, as I pictured that, and here's the other aspect of it. If you go to a car show, you will note, and they had a beautiful car at Sweetwater. Just, you know, one guy, in fact, I posted this on Facebook. He had the 40 Ford, and on the grill of that 40 Ford was a grill ornament I'd never seen, and it said 85 on it, really big 85 and sort of his Ford logo. And I went... It was significant. It was significant. And I said, what's with the 85? And it was beautiful, you know. And he said, oh, well, it had 85 horsepower. Well, I didn't have a clue. I mean, like 85 horsepower, they're bragging about that. <laughs> and uh, so. What year was the vehicle? 40. 40 yeah. Ford Coupe. Anyway, um, I posted that on Facebook and, you know, and said, you know, what does this 85 stand for to see, you know, if I was. Uh, but the only one who didn't know, and and quite obviously I may have been because they answered it immediately. It was amazing how many comments I had about that little 85 that was on the, the, the grill of that car, but it just illustrated the point that these people that know this stuff, they are in the details. They, they know the least little thing. There was a, a, a Camaro. I don't know if you remember them. They were white and orange. It was official pace car for the Indianapolis 500. I think it was one of the first years that they ever used a production car to do that. And, and that this Camaro was just beautiful. Well, this guy had one of them that was used. And actually, Mario Andretti had signed the trunk, right? So there's Mario Andretti's signature on the inside of the trunk. He'd covered it in plastic so nobody would mess with it. But I mean, <laughs> really, really cool little details that made all the difference. Like, you, yeah, you could see an Indy Pace car Camaro, but wait a minute, this one has signed by Mario Andretti, who won the Indianapolis 500 that year. That's kind of a big deal. That's, that's uh, a little clout right there. You got a car signed by him. Right. And, and so... As I started to study that idea of details, and that not being a Bible word, you won't find it in the King James Version, I began to ponder what would that word be. Um, it, you know, what are some synonyms? And I just Googled it. What are the synonyms, synonyms and synonyms for uh, the word details? And, and the, one of the words that came up immediately and then was very much a Bible word to me was the word respect. And, and when you think about these guys, they have great respect for these cars because they love these cars I you know and they go into these details and one of the things that amazed me Bob was one guy had a 41 Ford coupe and he had the original tool set I don't know all the Fords used to have a set of tools that came with them and they were the coolest little you know monkey wrench that was a you know Henry Ford monkey wrench but he had the, the original bumper jack and I'd never seen anything like this. This thing looked like no more like it could jack up a car than the man in the moon. I mean, and it had this little bitty like pipe thing that went in this base. And it, uh, it was obvious that you needed the weight of the car to even get the jack to work, right? I mean, it was, it was that flimsy looking. But, you know, Henry Ford was an engineer. And the more I pondered this jack in my mind, the more I realized how important it is in order for you to be uplifted, Right? It takes engineering. <laughs> Lots of it. <laughs> Lots of it. And the fact that that base, like in today's jacks, if you got to put, you know, the long part into the bottom part, it's going to fit firmly into the base, right? Right. This one did not. 
And as I thought about it and how beveled it was, Henry Ford realized something that people of today don't. You don't necessarily always have a flat on a level piece of ground. Ah. Right? Did it come with a wheel chop? <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but God is in the details. In other words, Henry Ford was a detail guy, and, and I have great respect for him because he knew all these little things that would save money on cars, and he's the reason the you know, production line and all these things because he had great respect for engineering, right? And productivity. Right, right. And so King David, he liked that word respect too. And in the, uh, the 119th Psalm, he has this line that's kind of in my soul. It says, oh, that my ways were directed to keep your statutes. And what that means is, oh, the statutes are the hardest of the commandments, as far as King David was concerned. And so if I could keep the hard ones, then what he said, then I would have respect for all your commandments. And what he's saying is, when it gets down to the details, of how that jack worked, I don't have a clue. I need saving, right? I can't, I, I, I can't do this on my own, right? When it comes down to all the little details, like, you know, God is in, look at how he told him to build the tabernacle. Could you do that? No. Could you keep all those little? Those no. were some very uh, explicit instructions. Right. That was, it was, it was still crazy to me how, how, Detail. Detail. Right. But it took great respect because they knew that it made all the difference whether it was three cubits or three and a half cubits. I don't, you know, here's the deal. But that. And the cornerstone. But here on the instructions that Henry and Ford himself had written on this jack, right? It's like, here it is. It said, do not lubricate this jack. Use gasoline. Use gasoline in order to clean it. Now. You know, you remember the days when we used to use gasoline to clean everything, Bob? Nobody oh, yeah. would do that anymore, right? Mash your fingers sticking that gasoline. Right. That's Kerosene <laughs> if you have it, but gasoline <laughs> if you don't. <laughs> and I don't know if you remember, man. Like 20 years ago, I had um, Rachel, who had a 63 Ford Falcon. And she, um, she had the original paint on that thing. It had almost a half a million miles on it, and she had it since it was brand new. It was her baby. And, and I asked her, she lived in Florida near the beach. And I said, well, how in the world, you know, with that salt air, have you kept the paint on that car all these years? And she said, oh, it's simple. I wash it in gasoline. <laughs> now, don't try this at home, folks, especially if you're a smoker. <laughs> but nonetheless, it just reminded me, like, man, you know, people back then did a lot of things different, but they got a lot of things right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> and they have great respect for our elders. Well, let me tell you, they, they do some stuff, man. And so what is your story? We would love to hear from you. 866-348-7884. 866-34-TRUTH. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. If you do not realize that you need a year of the Lord's favor, and I cannot save you. Little GTO, you're really looking fine. Three deuces and a God 
is in the details today on the Christian Car Guys show. We are, again, live from the Carolina Classic Fair here in Winston-Salem, North Carolina today. And how fun it is to see the crowds pouring in, Bob. And, they are and, rolling uh, in here and now. as you pointed out, the Ferris wheel has a live TV coming. But the point of all that is that we're hoping, for those of you who might be in this area, and a lot of you may not be, that, that you would take this opportunity. We're going to be on live for a couple of hours here this Saturday, and then next Saturday we'll be back at the Dix- I mean at the Carolina Classic Fair. Carolina Classic. And uh, we will hope that, that you'll come out there, but I need to make you aware of a couple other events. Next Sunday, the 8th of October, uh, I'll be, uh, how fun, leading the Cowboy Church of the Pro Bull Riders event in Mill Spring, North Carolina. Um, and so I loved, last year I got to do the Bull Riders event here. Um, and, but they say this is an amazing venue. They got a bull, big bull rider thing going on out there in Mill Spring, which is apparently to the west. I've never been there, Bob, but I'm going to be there next Sunday. And I really look forward to uh, having a chance to speak out there. So I got to go to Atlanta last week, and then next week I get to go to <laughs> Mill Spring. And then, wow, just God's got all sorts of fun stuff. I get to be at the fair for a couple weeks now and so i would love for you to come out here we'd love to meet you we've got lots of prizes giveaways all sorts of stuff here with the truth network would love to see you out here at the carolina classic fair but god is in the details and and you, as you listen to that song well that whole intro right you got jesus explaining that if you don't realize that that, that you're sick and blind at all these things and then he can't save you Right, but the saving isn't just necessarily the fact that you're getting it, but your your whole sanctification process requires Jesus at the wheel. Okay, just just saying. And when when you think about it, here's here's one of the more challenging ones. As you begin to have respect for God's word, as you begin to see it, like these guys, you know, they would look at a '68 Trans Am, which was the original car, and they could tell. You know, by the hubcaps, whether that was original. They could tell by, there, there were so many little details that they could tell was that the original. One thing on a grill or... Right, right. And that made that makes all the difference to those guys because they know what the original looks like. Well, here's here's the original thing <laughs> that, that King David said in Psalm 119 that just continues to challenge me to realize that I cannot save myself. It says, great peace have they that love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Now, I don't know how you did yesterday with that, but I mean, nothing shall offend you? Uh, Did you hear that? Great peace have they that love thy law. And maybe you know people like that, that they do. They have such great peace about them that that you, you rarely, if ever, see them offended. I know and respect people like that, but, uh, I'm a little volatile <laughs> in certain situations. I think I'm a better person than I was when I was so active with my business. There was a lot of volatility in me. There was a lot of peace in me at times, but that place, I mean, it was just so much going on all the time. And, and a lot of days I would leave there just plum purple, the and, vein throbbing in my head. And, from and so, you know, it. maybe you, you go to church tomorrow and the pastor says something that you don't think he quoted quite right. Or maybe the, the musicians did something that, you know, and, and, and you begin to think about something other than, man, God is awesome. Like, it, as soon as your heart and mind starts to think about anything Distractions. That, <laughs> to do with yourself, 
Like, when am I going to get it? Like, you're sitting in Sunday school and everybody's getting the shit and they're not, they're not listening to you, right? You're thinking about what you're going to say rather than listening to that person talk. All these things, the reason why I can say that is because they are familiar to me. I know, why, I know how all that feels. And the point of it is, is I have no chance of saving myself, right? Zero. Right? And I'd be sloshing around in the water, right? Just kicking in, in, in all those things that, 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 you know, and I got no chance of Bob taking control of me out there drowning. <laughs> oh, man. If I, if I don't realize, man, this takes a constant communion with Jesus. And it takes a constant saying, here, you know what? You know, I've got you. Why, why is all that other stuff, Bob? There's no reason that I got to somehow or another turn that to you and trust this, okay? So here's a little detail that I learned this week that might help you, it sure helps me. And it's a gigantic detail, but it has a lot to do with my last name is Dilmore, and it, that starts with the letter Dalit. And that letter Dalit, the, the, the magic to that letter is that it has another letter in it that means humility. <laughs> All right? And the reason it's, it's actually the letter Yud, which is God had to shrink himself. You take an infinite God. Look out there at the sky, Bob. You see how big that is? God is bigger than that sky. Yet, somehow or another, he created a finite world. And yet, somehow or another, he sent his son down here. Like how? In other words, in order for him to think so much about you and me, it, it wasn't about him. He didn't send Jesus to be about him. He sent Jesus for you or he sent Jesus for me. And the amount of humility of that is unbelievable, right? That's a whole lot. And so, if he could make me the center of his universe, then shouldn't it just be what, where I should be? Like, if, I, if God is the center of my universe, then I, I, I am simply, like, how can I serve? What can I do to help right this minute? You know, like... Man, you're doing great, God. What what's my next step? You know, like, I don't. You know, it's those kind of things that I can see that the secret to being a good servant, the secret to obedience, or being not offended, is clearly if you're walking close enough with God, He'll take all the offense for you, right? I mean, it's it's not in my job description. I say it all the time that my self-centeredness draws me away from where I needed to be. And I've, I've experienced it time and time again, and it seems like by this point in life, I'd have it figured out where the great times of my life were and, and where the not-so-great times were. And, you know, Ray Charles can see, <laughs> you know, it's so clear. Right, that, so you that, start to feel that offense. It's like a check engine light blinking at you. You're thinking about it. Give this to Jesus. Wait, you know, like, but you, you made a great, before we got on the air, you talked about your dad and, and the detail that he put into his work here at the fair that made him a winner. Share yes, that sir. story. I think it's cool. Well, uh, they have exhibits here. They exhibit different things that the Agriculture Extension Service does for people. And um, he had motion in his. He had rigged up this thing and, and put a lot of time and effort into it. But he had people that moved. One was a male. One was a female. And he had it to where we had a hoe in the guy's hand, and he was out there hoeing in the field. 
and the girl had a fishing rod in her hand and she was going up and down and she was fishing i was standing there in front of the exhibit one day with my dad and this very young child walked by said look mama that that girl's fishing and and the man's working and my daddy looked over and said there you go <laughs> there you go you know that was the thing it was about using a herbicide on your fields so you didn't have to go out there and and, and hoe all the time and uh, to get the weeds keep the weeds down and everything but uh he loved the fair he loved coming down here he loved bringing us I'm sure it was a challenge to bring us sometime. My brother uh, won at the, at the fair here years ago uh, grilling chicken. Uh, he cooked some mean barbecue <laughs> chicken. My brother Keith, he just he could really cook. And he won first place down here at the fair one year. And, but see, I'm going to bet you with your brother, with your father, the thing of it is, is like in that recipe for that killer chicken, there's minor details, like just the least minor little bit details. of honey or the least little bit of chives or there, who knows what it was that was the secret detail, right? That, that made... Oh, I know it, but I can't share it. Oh! <laughs> but the details of the, of the guy that was chained, you know, that was, that was fishing, I mean, the lady that was fishing. In other words, there were all yeah. these details oh, yeah. to make that, well, if you go to a car show... To get the message across. You'll see some people have gone to great lengths to provide, here's the, they have a whole book that shows, here's the title, you know, here's the pedigree of the car. Here's how you know 14 owners, every single last thing, and they, they got this whole book, right? right, with every last detail. Why? Why? Because it makes you respect the offer, right? When you think about it, when you see somebody's gone to all that work and, and you see it, then you you automatically respect what's been going on. Well, the more you study the Bible, if the more you will see the detail within the detail within the detail within the detail, and that respect, right, leads to faith. And that faith can lead to you letting go of the wheel and saying, you know, if he's got that figured out, there's no way in the world I can, you know what I'm saying? And there you go. We'll be back in a minute with your calls, 866-348-7884. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. If you do not realize that you need a year of the Lord's favor, then I cannot save you. Little GTO, you're really looking is in the details today on the Christian Car Guys show. Again, we're live out here at the Carolina Classic Fair in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, which if you happen to be in this part of North Carolina, we would love for you to come out and see us. We're going to be here till noon today. And so how fun, but God is in the details, you know, and uh, I couldn't help but just reflect on that, what Jesus said, that wouldn't it be good if you had a year, Right that you are Jesus' favorite. That's what I always like to think. Like, favor has to do with grace, right? And grace has to do with favor. So, I don't know if you've ever noticed, but I'm Jesus' favorite. (laughs) And and 
I can see that, but sometimes I have trouble thinking that I'm his favorite. You know, I struggle with that because of my sin and because of uh, the way I, I get close and then I draw back, the way I release things and then try to put my hands back on them. And, you know, I, I struggle with understanding that I'm his favorite. I know. We all do. It, you know, that's not that. But what I, what I try to get my mind around somehow, and, and, I, and it leads to the humility of handing him the wheel, in my own mind, is that he, he knew all the shenanigans, not only of what I did before he, you know, before I, Ooh, I accepted. That's the scary part. <laughs> but he knows all the shenanigans After. that I've yet to pull. In my mind, I, I don't even know all the low stuff that I might be involved in. And yet, he, he did all that, and he continues to do all that, and he continues to knock, knock, knock on Robbie's door like, Robbie, you know, wouldn't you like to spend a little time with me today? Robbie, wouldn't you like to, you know, and I'll go three or four hours, and I go, man, I haven't prayed. I haven't, oh, man, I don't know if you've heard this. It's just very convicting to me. My son-in-law shared this with me that C.S. Lewis said that, that, that hell, I think it was in The Great Divorce, that hell is, is a door that's closed from the inside and that it's this place where you can't even, you've gone so far down, you can't even remember there is a God or anything about God. Mm. Can you imagine mm. how horrible it would be to not remember any love, any joy, any peace, Right? Mm. You couldn't even remember a place or a time or a thought. Like, that's hell. A- and so the opposite of that is, well, if I could remember Jesus in this moment, if I could be praying in this moment, because what did he say when he, you know, it's kind of cool when you, if you look closely at, at the communion statements, he said, do this in what? Remembrance of me. Remembrance. Right. And it's interesting, at any moment that you could go, oh, I need to turn loose of the wheel. Oh, I'm, I'm starting to feel a little offended here. Oh, I'm trying to find my place on first base. Oh, you know, and, and all of a sudden you go, oh, now here's my opportunity to let Jesus take the wheel. Pretty amazing stuff, brother. You always, you always break it down for me. Sometimes you confuse me a little bit because your knowledge is so vast. But then you always break it down and, and get it to where I, you know, by the end of the show, I'm saying, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I get there. I get there. Bob, I confuse myself. <laughs> you don't know the hours I spend trying to unconfuse myself. Like, what was I thinking and how did I get there? And oh, my gosh. Uh, but, you know, it was, it's God just continues to shine a light. And then you kind of go down that path and then he shines a light some more. And then he shines a light some more, and you're like, man, I just want more of that. Can I have more of that? There you go. Because I, the, the thing I'm, I'm thinking is the more, I could, the more I could remember him, more that I could turn to him. So, true story. I didn't know that I was going to share this today, but nobody's called in, so I got no choice. But here you go. So I went dove hunting. I love to hunt, and those who know me well. And you so, took Jeremy, uh, my youngest son, dove yeah. hunting one time. And, and so... I get all excited when a dove flies by. Like, man, my heart, you know, like, and I'm, I pulled the gun up and I'm shooting before I can begin to think. And so my mission this year as I was hunting was I want Jesus to be involved. I'm not going to take a shot until you say that's the one. 
right? That was my goal. <laughs> Instead of sounding like an Arby's approaching, <laughs> I can so, see one. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> you know, I must have taken 10 shots before I remember. Because the second that I would see it, my heart just, you know, I'm, you're, you're looking at the sky. You're waiting, 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 waiting. Here comes one. Oh, you know, and, and off I'd go. Then finally, after I'd missed, I don't know how many birds, Bob. It's, it's been like three hours of hunting. And I keep going to this guy going, Lord, would you just show me a bird and be there with me? I got it. You've got to do this. I can't do it. I obviously can't do it. I need your help. Help me. Help me. Help me. Help me. And so here comes this bird. And I said, is that the one? He said, that's the one. And I could sense his presence. And he, I said, shoot. He said, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> and guess what, Bob? That bird fell. I was like, what? I had missed all all morning long, and then this bird clearly went down, right? And there was a man there that had a dog, and he saw the bird go down, and I saw the bird go down. But neither I nor the dog or him could find the bird. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And so... Um, yeah, can, yeah. I, can I change gears for a minute? By all means. Uh, I was talking about the early days of my life here at the fair, and... and how I came with dad and this and that but even later in life as I had the business and everything we were heavily connected to the fair they do a figure eight race which they did last night and they'll do a demolition derby tonight and uh, we always sponsored that well not always but for several years we sponsored that so just once again the fair has been a big big part of my life and everything and uh, it's just really exciting to be out here and and the food is permeating uh, our nasal passages. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just saw a lady go by with a turkey leg, and I gotta say, that looked good. <laughs> <laughs> I always loved coming to the fair. A lot of great memories here. My son won the demo, the small car demolition derby out here. Robbed uh, one year and got to go to the state fair. But uh, just a lot of great memories out here, and we want to encourage everybody to come on out today and. Or sometime this week and enjoy the fair, bring the family and have a big old time out here. There's a lot of fun to be had. Yeah, we're going to have people out here at, at the Truth set up all day long. If you, if you make your way out here, obviously, we have all kinds of Truth paraphernalia that we're giving away. And we would love to see you. Um, if you've got time, we'd love to see you come on out again. It's at the uh, Carolina Classic Fairgrounds here in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. I'm sure you can Google that or, or the other things. But... You know, again, if, you, if you're putting on a car show, right, and, you, and you're seeing these cars and you're seeing the details, you, you can't help but respect, right? You can't help but respect. And, and here's what I've noticed, that at Sweetwater Baptist Church, they have not violated the first rule of car shows. You know what that is, Bob? It's the same thing as the first rule of fishing. Which is, by the way, also the same thing as the first rule of radio. Have fun. <laughs> oh, okay. There you go. In other words, what I saw out there for hours was people having fun. Fellowship, you know, and when you begin to see God in that, like, okay. There's no way, because hell has got no God. It's got no love, no joy, no peace, no patience, none of that. And, and so when you begin to see, like people out here at the fair right now, right? You see families together. You know, the, the dad's hands around his, I mean, his arms around his, his son. Go ahead. 
I just wanted to make mention, we're talking about car shows. Uh, there's one today at Oak Forest. Uh, Glenn High School uh, is putting on a car show October 8th. If you uh, need details, uh, you can get in touch with Robin Sandblasting. My good friends out there are helping out with the car show. I just wanted to plug that really quick. All right. Well, I got to say it. Slow down. Jesus walked everywhere he went, got it all done in 33 years. And thank you so much for sharing the morning with us here today on the Christian Car Guy Show. God. This is the Truth Network.